0: This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have Pastor Darius McClure back again with part two, How to Break Soul Ties. Man, you guys are going to enjoy this so much. So let's get ready. What's going on, HG family? So excited to be with you once again. I'm I'm really tripping. We're back to back. I'm here two weeks in a row. Pastor Corey called me this week and said, "Hey, uh, that message was incredible, but you got to come back next week and show us how to break these soul ties." We began to teach on soul ties on last week with the message entitled "Don't Get It Twisted." I pray that y'all, you guys, were blessed by that message on last week, but because of time, I didn't get into the message part where we begin to explore how to break soul ties. And I told you, you have one of the greatest pastors in the world because his major concern was he does not want his people to be opened up and now not put back together. We need action steps, application of how we can overcome this now that we have the revelation of it. Are you guys ready to go into the word today. All right, before we do that, we have to give honor where honor is due. I definitely wanna celebrate Pastor Corey and Renee Hines, love you guys so much. Uh, my brother, my sister, love you guys. Praying for a speedy recovery, praying all is well. HG, I love you. Now listen, let's not try to hide in this chat room. Wherever you're logging in from right now, shout out your city, your state. Shout out your family. Say, I love my church. Are you ready for a word? You're not ready yet because you're not typing in the chat room. Talk back to your boy. Let me know that you're excited for what God is about to do. I'm excited. All right, I feel like prophesying that God is getting ready to bless not just you. He's about to bless your family. He's about to pour out favor on your children, favor in your community. Somebody is about to get a promotion. Somebody better type, i receive all of that. All right, we ready to go into the word now. Before we go into the word, let's pray. Father, right now, we thank you and we love you. Help us to tune out all distractions and to lean in completely focused on what you have to say to us right now. Help this time to be stewarded well. God, help us to be fully present and not just physically present, not just virtually present. Help us to be fully present with you. Help us to have an encounter with you. God, we say thank you because this word is alive. So may this word live in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so we're about to go back into, I guess we can call it part two of this message on Soul Ties. Last week we talked. Don't get it twisted. All right. This week's message, here it is. I'm teaching how to break a soul tie. If you're ready to break a soul tie or if you're ready to help a friend, a family member or anyone break a soul tie, let's go to work. All right. So last week we began to teach from the the text in Genesis chapter 21 uh, verses 9 through 13. Look at verse 11. It says, the matter distressed Abraham greatly. Abraham is, in this text, stressed over a soul tie. You know, he has a wife named Sarah. He has a slave woman named Hagar, who he and his wife thought it would be a great idea to force a blessing that God already spoke and promised over their life. God told them, you will have a son, And through your son, you'll birth a whole nation and the whole world, watch this, will be blessed. Now check this out. They got tired of waiting on God's word to come to pass. And so they said, instead of waiting on God's word to come through or going through God's process, let's create our own process. And so he went and slept with the slave woman and they have a baby, a child named Ishmael. Meanwhile, God's promise I feel like shouting right here, still came to pass in spite of their dysfunction. I feel like preaching to somebody already in this message right now. Why don't you praise God that even when you manipulate manipulated your way into a blessing, he did not, <laughs> he did not renege on his promise to you. Why don't you shout, that even though you had a foolish season, God was still faithful. He was faithful when I was still acting crazy. He was faithful when I walked and turned my back on him. He was faithful when I tried to to do it my way and not his way. Why don't you praise God that in spite of you, God keeps blessing you? Now, check this out because he's stressed over a soul tie because his wife is saying, Their child and his mother, they have to go. And he's saying, I just can't separate because now that I've slept with them, with her, my soul. It's tied up. And remember last week, we laid the foundation. I hope you go back and watch it. Here it is. We talked about how the soul, the hierarchy of the soul, you have your mind, your will, your emotions. Your mind is how you think. Your will is how you choose. You decide. And your emotions is how you feel. In your, watch this, everybody. In your body, you are world conscious right? In your soul, you are self-conscious, and in your spirit, you are God-conscious. It is important to protect your soul. Check me out here. It is important to, to protect your soul. Why is this important? Because when you do not protect your soul and set the right boundaries, you give the wrong people access into the authentic you. And you end up, watch this everybody, I hope you catch this, you end up settling for a life that is inferior of God's best for you because God only anoints the authentic self. And when your soul is twisted, tangled, tied up with people, places, or things, not only Does God withhold the anointing that he has for us? I want you to catch this. But we hinder our own advancement, which means, yes, we could still get blessings, but we'll always lack fulfillment. And the big idea last week was simply this. You repeat what you don't repair. You repeat what you don't repair. And most people have gotten in and out of relationships, moved in and out of jobs, gotten in and out of certain situations. But the issue is they never took the time to repair what was broken when they left it. And so let's go to work here because I don't have time. I gave you three ways that soul ties are formed. Soul ties are formed by time, touch, Trauma, time, touch, trauma. And and when we begin to break it down, we begin to see and ask ourselves three questions. I gave you homework. Let's see who did homework in the chat room. Did you ask yourself these three questions and really do some soul searching and really see what was going on underneath your body? Did you, if if I were to cut you open right now, what would you look like? This is your soul. Did you ask yourself these three questions? Here it is. Homework, is my soul tied by time? Am am I being committed to relationships that have history but not healthy? Am I being committed to relationships that I've been in long but are not strong? Is my soul tied by time? Number two, here it is is my soul tied by touch? Is my soul tied by touch? Did I allow someone to touch me? If Is it to where temptation is now so strong that I keep revisiting situations I should not put my soul into? But when I allowed them to touch me it touch a, a, a deep part of me, an innermost part of me, to where now, even when I don't want to do it, I find my way back into it. Now, I can't elaborate because I'm about to teach you how to break soul ties, so I don't want to teach too much. I just want to revisit and recap what we talked about last week. And then number three, third question, is my soul trapped by trauma? Is my soul trapped by trauma? Do I keep repeating what happened to me? All right? This is a good segue in today's big idea because last week was you repeat what you don't repair. Here's today's big idea. Where's my note takers? Type it in the chat room. Whatever you got to do. Here it is. Never allow pain to make you petty. Uh, I'm going to preach to this side right here because I feel like it's some anointing going on whenever I preach to this side of the camera. Here it is. Never allow pain to make you Petty? Do I have anybody on this stream today that can say there's some pain that has hit me, Pastor D, that really made me want to be petty and get some get back, get some revenge and return back what was given to me? But is there anybody in here that's made up in your mind just because someone hurt you, you will not come low down to the level that they are on? No, thank you, Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. Do I have somebody in here that's mature enough in the faith that even when life hurts you, when liars hurt you, when people hurt you, you will not stoop down to the level that they're trying to drag you down to because I will not allow pain to make me petty. And some of you right now, you probably shall wherever you are. But this is not religious rhetoric because I want to suggest that sometimes some of the most petty people are religious people. These are the people Jesus had most of his problems with in Scripture. You'll see Jesus doing incredible miracles and church folks would roll up on him and say, why are you healing him on the Sabbath? See, see, that's pain talking. See, whenever someone is petty— Pettiness is always a reflection of pain. They've allowed pain to create a small mindset. Y'all are not talking to me because when you allow pain to make you petty, your mind, your way of thinking will never be able to outgrow what you went through. So, so here it is. Petty people will always attract small minded friends, small opportunities, because pain and pettiness will always make you want to be in control. Here it is. Let's go to work. All right? Because we want to talk about how do we break a soul tie? Because even though we see Abraham in Genesis chapter 21, he's following God and listening to the instructions and letting Hagar and the son go. He's still having to break this soul tie. Why? Why is it important to see this? Because here it is. God didn't break the soul tie for him. <laughs> Look verse 12. Here it is. God said to him, verse 12, do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, here's the instruction. I just need you to follow it. And many times we are praying for God to break stuff, that God has given you the responsibility and the authority to break yourself. So here it is. Number one, how do I break a soul tie? I don't want to run, go over my time this week. How, how do I break a soul tie? Number one, here it is. Let's go to work, my note takers. Renounce, number one, renounce the vows. Renounce the vows. My old school saints have in church right now. Renounce the vows. You, you, you missed this. Renounce the vows. Here it is, uh, Proverbs 20, verse 24 and 25. The very steps we take come from God. I'm in the message version. Otherwise, how would we know where we're going? So we're talking about advancement, direction. Verse 25, look at this. An impulsive vow is a trap. All right. Let me say it over here. An impulsive vow is a trap. Let me come back to you right here. An impulsive vow is a trap. Watch this. Later, you'll wish you could get out of it. (laughs) Renounce The vow, what do I mean, renounce the vow? In other words, sometimes when you are in a relationship, a situationship, I don't know what you were going through and your soul was tied up. You said certain things like, I'll never love anybody like I love you. I can't, (laughs) that's a vow. Or Or you make certain vows when certain people break your heart or you're going through pain, you say certain stuff like this. I'll never put myself in a situation like this again. Are y'all hearing me today? And what you do when you verbally allow that to come out of your mouth, you are now making a vow. And watch this. According to Proverbs 20, verse 25, it is a trap. This is how, even though you move on from that relationship or that situation, even though your body moves, your soul is trapped. Because you made a vow that you have yet to renounce. Which means, have you ever wondered that there are certain times of the year where it feels like certain cycles, certain things, certain trauma, certain pains, certain frustrations just keep repeating themselves every time a certain time of the year. I dare you to research and see, did I make a vow around this time of the year, years ago? Because what I'm telling you, that whenever you make a vow, here it is, Whenever you make a vow that is not in God's will, you set a trap. And the text says, later, you'll wish you didn't make that. See, some of you are stuck in cycles, not based off of traps from the enemy. Some of the cycles are coming from traps that you spoke over yourself. So when I say renounce the vow, I'm saying we need to reverse the law. That we put in motion against ourselves. Oh, I feel like preaching. To somebody on this live stream today, if you're ready to renounce the vow, somebody shout, I'll renounce it after I say it in the atmosphere. I declare and I decree that you're free from your ex. Somebody shout, I'll renounce it. Somebody ought to declare right now that whatever I spoke, whatever agreement, whatever vows that I made in certain relationships, God right now, give me the clarity. Give me the remembrance to remember certain things that I made have spoken that have me stuck right now in the name of Jesus I declare you're giving the power to your people that are streaming this message right now to renounce the vows whoo and check this out because here it is after you renounce the vows the first step to breaking the godly sota. number two here it is you have to repent now this is the word that has not been taught correctly throughout churches because most people, when they've preached on repentance, not your church, but most churches or the church you may have grown up in or gone to before, when, when you've heard about repentance, it almost comes off as if God is petty. As if whenever I'm in trouble, I need to say I'm sorry and ask God to forgive me. When repentance it's much deeper than that shallow definition. Here it is. Look at 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10. Godly sorrow brings repentance. Watch this. That leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Repentance, not remorse. Now check this out. Repentance is literally An exit out of an inferior kingdom. And so what you have to realize is that when you repent, you now can access a different way of life that is consistent to God's original intent and plans for you. Now, here it is. Repent means a change of mind that leads to a change in direction. Repentance is literally from the Greek word metanoa. Now, this is a militaristic term that the, the, that the commanding officer would be leading an army and they would be marching one way. And when the commanding officer would say metanoa, the army would stop, turn in a different direction and start walking Another way, I feel like preaching to somebody in here. In other words, repentance is not an apology. God, I'm sorry. Lord, please forgive me. Because truth be told, if that was the case, many of us have repented before we did something crazy. You acting like you ain't never went to somebody's house and you knew what you were about to do when you were going in that house. And before you went in there, you said, God, forgive me. That's not repentance because it didn't change your direction. You're acting like before you did something crazy, you never said, God, forgive me. Come on now, be real with me. Here it is. Repentance is not an apology. Repentance is an adjustment. Repentance is not an apology. Repentance is an adjustment. It means I change my mind first. And this change of mentality, this mindset, now changed the direction in which the way I live my life. Now, as believers, I believe that the body of Christ in America needs a deeper repentance because we got saved and we repented from our sins, but most of us never repented from our mindset. (sighs) I feel like having church. Y'all not hearing me. Because when you get in soul ties, It creates principalities, strongholds that form and shape the way you think. So you get saved, but you bring an old mindset into your salvation because you were discipled by culture or relationships or certain things that you've been through. And what you have to realize is repentance is not just about sin. Repentance is also about your mentality. It's about your direction. It's about where God is not just trying to get you to go, but what God is trying to get into you. Now, here it is, everybody. I want you to catch this. Don't just repent from the sin. Repent in your capacity to believe. Because what if there's a miracle that God wants to work in your life, but you have a mindset that has not turned in the right direction? I feel God in this place today. Do I have anybody in here that can say, God, fix my mind. Help me to get my mind on one accord with your word. Is there anybody in here that's looking at a situation and say, I don't know how Oh, God is going to do it, but I believe that He has all power to do the impossible. Now, somebody better come get me because I feel like preaching right here. If you are believing God to do something big in your life, somebody shout, I believe big. I believe that God has the power to, to pay off all of my debt. I believe that God has the power to heal cancer. I believe God has the power to heal HIV. I believe God has the power to heal COVID-19. Is there anybody on the stream today that can repent in your mind and say, God, help me to believe not just in you. Here it is. Help me to believe like you. Ah, Is this too much? I hope this is not too much, HG. I hope this is not too much to you guys. Help me to believe not just in Jesus, but help me to believe like Jesus. Help me to believe like the Jesus who walked on water. Help me to believe. Like the Jesus who healed the blind eyes. Help me to believe. Help me to believe. Is there anybody in here that can believe? Now, let me keep moving because I can stay here too long. But here it is. Check this out, everybody. Here it is. So the first step is renounce the vows. Secondly, repent. Repent. All right, now let's go to work. Practically, number three, rebuild your support system. Rebuild your support system. Because if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. What if I told you, somebody better come listen to me right here. What if I told you that your friends reflect your level of faith? <sighs> Somebody type that in the chat, please. What if I told you that your friends reflect your level of faith? And here it is. You have to rebuild your support system because sometimes we can confuse people loving us with people using us. See, here's why you got to get ready to rebuild your support system, because now that you're breaking the soul ties and you're becoming healthy, whatever is healthy grows. And when you begin to grow, some people in your circle may not like the new you, (laughs) because some people like you down. Some people like you broken. Some people... People like you depending on them. And when you decided to get yourself together, I feel God in this place and start healing and growing. It made them realize how empty and dysfunctional they were themselves. Somebody has to get into a place to where you're saying, God, as I break this soul tie off of me, surround me with people that can bring the best out of me and not just see the worst in me. Now, you praise God for houses closed, a new job for favor. Why don't you praise God that he's sending the right people, that he's sending the right people that can help you carry what God has placed inside of you. God, send me the right people. Everybody does not have to like you, just the right person. God, I'm declaring that you're putting our name on the mind of the right person. I declare that you're putting us in rooms with people who are right for our destiny. Destiny, God, I thank you. For the doors that you're opening, for the tables that you're bringing us to, we're rebuilding our support system. Now, not just on a horizontal level, because sometimes when you think we're support system, you just think horizontally. Good friends, good family, but what about advisors, mentors, leaders, coaches, teachers? See you need to make sure your support system also includes people you're accountable to that you're submitted to. Here's why. Because oversight releases greater insight. Somebody, I hope y'all heard that. Oversight releases greater insight. In other words, there are some things you'll receive from wisdom that you don't have to receive from experience when you get connected to the right person. See, you have to be willing to submit yourself to the right people so that you can get wisdom to not have to get stuck in certain situations and get the pain of experience. Now, here it is. Check this out. I don't want to stay there too long because here it is. Rebuild your support system because when people don't get what they want, watch how they get. (laughs) When people don't get what they want, Watch how they get. You have to get to a place to where you are prioritizing yourself and saying, what do I need for who God is creating me to be and what God is calling me to do and be intentional about your friends. If you were to look at your circle right now, I want you to ask yourself this about your circle. When it comes to my purpose, how are they contributing to that? It's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It means that they're not profitable. Ah, Because there will come a season in your life where you will need to lean on other people. And when you have a circle full of people that don't support you or don't have the capacity to support you, you'll find yourself losing things, opportunities, places that you could have kept. If you would have simply surrounded yourself with the right people. Isn't that what happened with Peter? When he went fishing with Jesus on the boat, he had been fishing all night, hadn't caught nothing. But when he he connected to the right person, Jesus, he, he cast his net. He caught so much fish that his net began to break. Now watch this. What's the first thing he did when his net started breaking? He waved over to his partners. See, sometimes people get in net-breaking seasons. Oh my God, I feel like this is a prophetic word right now for you. Sometimes you get in net-breaking seasons and you have no partners to wave over to to come help you carry the abundance of blessings that God has released that you were not expecting. Now here it is. Peter did say, Jesus help me. And Jesus was on the boat. (laughs) Peter had partners in position in case something unexpected happened. What's that unexpected call? I call it this O word, it's called overflow. If God was to open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing so much you didn't have enough room to receive it, who are your partners that you can wave to come help you carry what he's doing? Now, Here it is. Galatians 6.1. Let me give you scripture. Brothers and sisters, if someone caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that what? You may be healed. Do you see how healing comes from Not just being connected to the right people, but having the right conversations with the right people. Now, check this out because number one, you must renounce the vow. Number two, you must repent. Number three, here it is, rebuild your support system. Number four, reset boundaries. Reset boundaries. Some people, some places, some things, you don't need to pray away. You just need to stay away. Close the door and no longer give them access. We are commanded to love everybody, but we are not commanded to give everyone equal access. Some people right now, today, in this season of your life, you need to cut off because they are no good and they keep making you go back. Why is this important? Because James 4, 7 says, if there is an area of sin in your life that you have not dealt with, the enemy will use it. As a door to attack you. See, some people, (laughs) I'm going to read this scripture again. The enemy will use it as a door to attack you. See, some people are not just people. Some of them are doors. (laughs) And every door is not a God door. Some doors are a gateway or entrance to the enemy's attack on your life. And James is teaching us how to close doors, how to shut the door, lock it, and throw away the key. Because there are certain doors that open up an all slot attack against your life. And you have to be willing to be strong enough to say, I love you, but I gotta cut you off. I love you, but you can no longer have access into my life. I love you, but this is not gonna be healthy for my destiny. Reset the boundary. Reset the boundary. Number five, and I'm closing right here. Redefine your life story. Redefine your life story. Y'all missed that. Because the course and quality of your life is not about what happens to you. It's the story you tell yourself. It's not about what happens to you. It's more so about how you define it. Because what's next for you requires a new you. When Joshua, when Moses died, and we see Joshua ascending into leadership, Jesus looked at Joshua and literally said, all right, Moses, my servant is dead. Be strong. No, get up. (laughs) And he tells him, be strong. In other words, he didn't say do strong. He said be to a warrior. Moses never fought a battle. Joshua did all the fighting. He was courageous. He was strong. But God was not talking about an external strength or courage. He was saying, I'm not telling you to do strong. I'm telling you to be strong because for this next season of your life, it's going to require a different version of you, and you must evolve. Because your elevation will always be tied to your evolution. But watch this. You have to be willing to redefine your life's story. This did not just happen to me. This happened for me. You have to be willing to ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself whenever I'm faced with a giant? This is how David killed Goliath. It wasn't just a rag and a rock. He remembered his story. Before he killed Goliath the giant, he told a story. He said, the same God that helped me devour a lion and a bear is the same God. See, your story is your testimony, and I want to preach to somebody right now and help you to see everything that you've been going through has really also been a weapon that God wants to use Through you, don't you give up. Don't you give in. I know your soul may be hurting. I know your heart may be breaking. But if you redefine your life story and say that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Somebody ought to say, I believe everything that God is telling me. You have to redefine your life's story. Because if the enemy does not want to use anything else, here's what he wants, he wants to use. He wants to use the narrative that you keep repeating about yourself. Because I don't care what goal that you set. Positive thinking is not going to help you flush out and accomplish that goal. Until you change the way you see you, your results will never change. How do you see yourself? This week, I challenge you to write your life story. In one sentence, yes, I had cancer, <laughs> but cancer didn't have me. That's redefining your story. Yes, my mother wasn't there, my father wasn't there. Everybody, no, no support growing up. I had to figure it out on my own. I don't know what it's like to have support. So when you talk about rebuilding the support system, I, I, I don't even have nothing to rebuild from. Redefine the story. God loved me so much. Here it is. Redefine the story. God loved me so much that he didn't allow toxic people to touch me. So he hid me from the wrong people to get me ready for the right people. Redefine the story. God, I thank you that we are breaking soul ties today. We're renouncing vows. We're repenting from old mindsets. God, we are rebuilding our support system. We're resetting boundaries, and we're redefining our life story. God, we thank you for your word. There's someone right now that may have been stuck in addiction, stuck in relationships, stuck in a place, and they just can't break free. God, right now, I thank you that you're giving us the power to command your blessing over our life. May this word penetrate the depths of our soul so that we will never be the same. God, help us to never allow pain to make us petty. Help us to take the pain and transform it into power. Yes, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, Dollar Sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the Give button, and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.